Welcome into Cap Chat. My name is Trey Walker, and I am the host here today. Um, and today, I am pleased to have on the phone with me in the Cap Chat studios uh, Forrest Lasso, who is currently a defender for FC Cincinnati. Uh, Forrest is a graduate of Broaden, where he played varsity soccer. And uh, today, we're just going to kind of talk to Forrest about his his past uh, playing soccer and his goals ahead in the MLS with FC Cincinnati. Forrest, are you there, my man? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for being here, and we're just going to go ahead and get right on into it. So you came up through the ranks in Raleigh with, uh, as far as youth development goes, you went with Castle, and then you played for Broughton, and then Wofford, where you played your collegiate ball. What coach or youth development team do you think had the largest impact on your personal growth as a player? Oh, man, good question. Uh, let's see. Growing up, I had a handful of coaches. I was fortunate enough that couple of guys um, teach me a lot about the game when I was younger. Um, I was fortunate enough to play for Izzy when I was at Broughton. Um, so everybody from the Broughton area knows what an impact he had on, on the youth in the area. Uh, playing for Castle, um, a handful of coaches as well then, but I think one of the most influential for me would have been uh, sometime my sophomore, junior year in high school, I played for Steve Armis. Um, Steve Armis, Coached at Castle for a handful of years. I think during the time he was with Castle, he was also at Campbell. Um, and then he also, I think now, is with Wake Forest. I could be mistaken. But Steve Armis was a big impact on my life. Um, he, he encouraged me to you know, keep chasing, keep doing me, gave me the opportunity to be good. Um, I also had guys like Steve Castro was a JV coach for me my freshman year. Um, it was also a big factor. Uh and then growing up, I was I played under Bruce Talbot. Um, he's no longer with Castle. He's been around the youth game for so many years. But a lot of these coaches growing up, you know, the, whether they saw the potential or whatever it may be, they you know, they encouraged me to keep playing and keep chasing a dream and gave me the opportunity to improve both individually and, and the team perspective. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and so you've come from a very athletic family. I, I saw that uh, you, your grandfather um, played baseball at North Carolina, and then your uncle played baseball at Davidson. And um, obviously your, your siblings are very athletic as well. Was there any pressure for you to play other sports besides soccer, or was it, did you just kind of have a, a natural love for it at an early age? Yeah, when I was growing up, uh, you know, I had a little about fourth grade I played I played everything I played baseball I played basketball I played soccer um and then my going into my fifth grade years when I kind of knew soccer was the calling for me and I stopped playing pretty much everything else and put, put all my efforts into soccer and became strictly a one-sport athlete uh my, my parents did a remarkable job of not you know pressuring me or pushing me in any sort of direction they they saw what I loved and they encouraged it and they did everything they could to keep pushing me down that path but since I was Oh man, I don't know what ten and nine, ten, eleven years old going into fifth grade. I, I was strictly soccer and some soccer from that point out. I think I I played church league basketball my senior year of high school just to play on the same team as my brother and have some fun. But that has been strictly soccer for me. 
So what did the recruiting process look like for you? For those that don't know, Forrest went on to play at Wofford College in South Carolina, but um, did, did you have any serious offers from other schools, or did you want to play at Wofford, or did they kind of just like come out of nowhere and it kind of just worked out for you? How did that look like? Right. Um, let's see, uh, the recruitment process for me started, I guess we started by – Freshman year of high school after my freshman season was kind of, you know, where I, when I finally realized I uh, could play um, collegiate ball. I, uh, I didn't, I mean, being the oldest kid and having parents that didn't play collegiate, we, well, my mom, I guess, ran track technically, so she understood the process, but I, you know, I just kept playing. Um, I had a handful of clubs, I mean, excuse me, colleges when I was in freshman, sophomore year of high school. That's interesting. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina, uh, and a couple other Kentucky. There were some big name schools that you know expressed their interest, but I kind of knew from an early stage I want to go to a smaller school. I kind of wanted to be selfish and triple dip, so I wanted to play for a good school athletically, but also wanted to have a good academic career, uh, have a social life. So I wanted to be a little selfish. I wanted to triple dip, and Walker kind of gave me that opportunity. Um, my junior year of High school was when I started exactly kind of what I wanted. So uh, it came down to the final schools for me, came down to uh, Wofford, Furman, Charleston, Presbyterian, and Davidson. Those were the final three for me. Um, and then, I, you know, I kind of just knew that Wofford was the right fit. So uh, they were fortunate enough to give me the opportunity to go play there, and I don't regret a single decision since. That's awesome. Um, after Wofford, you signed with the Charleston Battery of the USL. At what point in time of your Wofford career, obviously you spoke earlier saying that after your freshman year, you kind of had a realization that college ball was a you know a plausible option for you. At what point in your Wofford career did you kind of take a, a step back and say, wow, maybe I can continue to you know play at the next level? Uh, that's a really good question. Um my, I was able to have come in as a starter or come in as a freshman and start right away for Wofford, which was an awesome opportunity. Uh, and then I would say I kept progressing as an as an athlete, as a soccer player, with um, being fresh first or freshman team all conference, and the next year being on the second team all conference. So then my junior year being second team all region and first team all conference. So as the as the year kept going and my game kept developing, I saw opportunities. Uh, I would probably say after my sophomore year uh, was when it became, I guess, reality for me. When, when I started playing when I was, I don't know, four or five years old, my dream was always to play professional soccer. So in the back of my head, the reason I was doing was what, what I was doing was I was kind of chasing a dream this whole time. Um, and then the years were good to me. It became more and more of a possibility. And then after my junior year is when I really started to narrow down and focus on what it would take to get to the pro game. Um, and then going into my senior year, uh, I had started having talks with the coaching staff and whatnot about taking that next step. Uh, in my senior year, I had another good year. I was first-team all-conference, first-team all-region, and third-team all-American, which was a huge honor. And at concluding my senior year is when it kind of all hit me in the face. During my senior year, I was starting to get uh, you know, scouted by professional clubs, both in the MLS and the USL. And after making the third team All American, I was entered into the MLS draft and unfortunately did not get drafted. But uh, a couple of days after the draft, I knew that I wanted to keep playing and I had the, had the opportunity to do so. So I uh, went back to school 
uh, for my senior spring. I was there for about two weeks, I would say, until um, a couple of the second division clubs, so the clubs in the USL, reached out to me or my coach at the time. I was under, I didn't have an agent. I was self-represented. So I had uh, three trial weekends with a couple of clubs, with Richmond, with Charlotte, and with Charleston. And my third weekend in January, I went down to Charleston for a trial and had a good, had a good performance and was able to secure a contract with Charleston. Uh, so I ended up dropping out of school. A couple of days later, and moved down to Charleston and started pursuing a professional career. And would end up actually going back to school after that rookie season to conclude my degree. But it uh, it was all kind of slow and steady, like one step at a time type deal. I I knew I loved the game, I loved playing, um, and I just kept kept my eyes on the prize. And I knew I had this dream since I was three, four, or five years old that I wanted to fulfill. Yeah, it seems like, um, you know, time and time again, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, you kind of take the bull by the horns, which is really um, a unique kind of work ethic and being able to, I, th- I think in a sense from, I can, you know, take away from it is that you kind of have that, you know, chip on your shoulder of not getting drafted and kind of working your way up. So that's, that's really, really cool. But, um, so this year was your first year with FC Cincinnati, and can you kind of explain what prompted your switch from Charleston to FC Cincinnati? Obviously, FC Cincinnati, for those that don't know, has been in the news a lot lately because they have been selected as a bid to become MLS status. Is that starting next year? Yeah, it's starting 2019. Yeah, so that that's kind of um, that's super exciting, and you know the the Cincinnati attendance rating is is super high. They play in. I believe they play in Nippert Stadium, which is the the football stadium for the Cincinnati Bearcats. But um, it's so uh, yeah, they're one of the hottest clubs in in the United States right now. And can you can you kind of just explain you know the the transition from Charleston to Cincinnati and and how that opportunity presented itself? Yeah, so uh, I was with Charleston for my first three seasons professionally, and and uh Charleston was incredible man it was it was like my second home to me it gave me opportunity to develop as a man as a player um and then at the at the end of my third season i uh my contract was was coming to an end and i knew that uh for me personally being a little selfish that i needed i needed to move on i Charleston gave me gave me my entrance into it opened up the doorway for me but i knew that if i wanted to keep developing as a player and that i needed to move on and i needed to Better words, I guess, keep climbing the ladder. So, uh, at the end of my third year, I, I uh, talked to my agent, and we had a handful of opportunities and possibilities with clubs all throughout the nation and some overseas. And Cincinnati was one of the first clubs that came knocking, and we started negotiations the, actually the day after my season ended um, in Charleston. And we negotiated for a couple months, or excuse me, a couple weeks, and I ended up finalizing a deal with Cincinnati and moving up here. and for me, I mean, I, uh, I had the opportunity to play against FC Cincinnati three times as an away away player, and I think the the out of the three times we came here, the smallest crowd was like thirty one thousand. So, being able to play in front of numbers like that in second division soccer is is it's absolutely insane. I mean, there's statistics out all the time, but FC Cincinnati's game day attendance is you know usually top five in the U.S. for both leagues week in, week in and week out. So. Uh, when they expressed interest and wanted me to come and join join along to this journey, it was an opportunity I really couldn't turn down. Um, it was uh, the transition was tough, uh, but it was it was something that I know that I needed to take as a player and going to come into this club and be able to put, share a locker room with guys that have played at the top level across the world and play with a 
play under an extraordinary coaching staff, be able to learn a lot from them. And I mean, I'm still a pretty young guy for the, for the grand scheme of things. So when I saw the opportunity to continue being a student of the game, I was something that I had to seize. What was your reaction when you saw that the that your club had been got had received that bid? Were you was it kind of surreal that you know, hey, I'm now playing in the MLS? Like, what was your reaction? Right, yeah, uh, Cincinnati had obviously been fighting for that bid, I think, for a year or two. Um, the club's pretty young. This is our fourth year um, as a club. But when I, when I was in, in contract negotiations with the club, you know, that was obviously talked about a little bit. That, this, that was the direction the club was moving, whether it would be done in 2019 or a couple of years down the road. But in, in the back of our minds, you know, we all kind of knew that this could be a possibility. So, uh, when the news came about, it wasn't necessarily as much of a shock as it was a, a, as a relief, I guess you could say. Um, you know, once it was finally finalized, it was something that's kind of been hanging over all of our shoulders uh, this whole season because, you know, trying to finalize stadium deals or what would be it. Uh, the front office did an incredible job to handle all that. And, you know, obviously our job to handle handle what's done on the pitch. But uh, was it two weeks ago, I guess it was now, or maybe a week ago when the officially struck and then was rewarded or awarded uh, FC Cincinnati with the 2019 expansion bid. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, just to be a part of this journey right now is, is, I mean, it's history. So it's uh it's a definitely exciting opportunity. It's ex- extremely exciting for the city. I think if anybody knows FC Cincinnati or knows how much the city cares about their soccer team and the way they support it. I mean, there's, there's not many like it. It's uh it's a movement for sure. And, you know, to be able to just be on the team right now and be able to uh, be be a part of the journey is something extremely special and it's an honor. Yeah, I think that's that city especially, um, you know, embraces their sports in such a unique way. They're a lot like the Cleveland Browns fans. Like the, they love the Reds and the Bengals through the years have have not been you know historically phenomenal, but they've stuck by them. And so I I imagine they they will and continue to stick by uh fc cincinnati so that's really it's a really unique and special opportunity and it's uh super super cool so i just kind of want to touch a little bit on your broughton career um you were a member of a very successful stretch of broughton soccer teams obviously uh we talked about earlier you playing for the legendary coach uh izzy hernandez you helped broughton reach three consecutive conference titles and also made a couple of appearances in the state championship along the way. What was it like being a part of such a, such a successful run? And what was it like playing for obviously the legendary coach Hernandez? Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. I mean, I was uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. So I was still a youngster. And I didn't know much about where my, where my soccer journey or my soccer path was taking me. Um, when I was a freshman, uh, I was able to be part of the RC team for preseason. Unfortunately, didn't make the squad. Uh, for the regular season, so I was on JV my freshman year, which was a great a great experience in itself. I I don't know statistically whether this is true still, but we went 18 and 0 that one year, so we had an undefeated JV squad with a, a, some top talent, which was pretty awesome. And then then you had the next three years was able to play alongside guys that played at NC State, played Chapel Hill, played Akron, Creighton, Duke. I mean, played at the, some top programs all across the nation. Um, so to be able to learn from them at such a young age and be able to, to be able to see how they handled the high school game was was a unique opportunity. Um, and then obviously Izzy is is I mean he's like you said he's a legend man. He he's been around the game. He understands the game. He he knows how he knows how to to match the two the two high school academic and social life dynamic with getting success on the pitch. So 
being able to learn from Izzy. Izzy's still, still a coach I try to stay in touch with as much as I can when I'm back home in Raleigh. I, I try to meet up with him as much as possible. I mean, he's a guy who, um, if you're, if you went abroad and played soccer or you're in the triangle or even in North Carolina and frankly, even across the nation, if you talk about high school soccer, he's, he's one of the first names that come up. Um, but to be able to be able to grow as a player and be a be a part of the Broughton Soccer Capital program was was awesome. Uh, I miss growing up in Raleigh. You know, it was always always like a little dream of mine to play play soccer at Broughton. Um, you know, we always had some a great turnout. We always had fans, the the, the friends, family, staff, students, the school. I mean, everybody everybody knew that we were legit. We were good. We were a winning a winning side, and to be able to continue that that legacy on is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, that tradition still carries on today, not to the, to the magnitude that your stretch of teams had, but they still continue to, you know, turn out people that continue to play college soccer. And we are, um, you know, we continue to be a, a top tier team in the triangle as far as soccer goes. I'm going to wrap it up here with a couple questions. What are your professional goals with Cincinnati and kind of beyond? Do you have any um, goals as far as, continuing with Cincinnati or do you want to play um, over in Europe or do you just kind of have any other professional goals? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, actually. Uh, I, I want to keep playing. I want to play for as long as I can. I think if you ask a lot of players that are in the profession that I am and doing what I am every day, I think you, like a little kid, you want to play for as long as you possibly can, as long as your body allows it. Um, so for me at 25, you know, I would love to play for another decade if possible. Um, my goal when I was a little kid was, you know, to make it into the MLS and get that opportunity. But as the years progress, there's been a handful of other opportunities that have arisen. So, you know, whether it be playing domestically here in the MLS, going overseas and playing another league, um, honestly, almost anything makes me happy. I, I get some satisfaction just out of playing the game every day. That uh, doesn't necessarily matter where I am or who I'm playing for. Um, I, for me personally, being selfish, you know, I just want to—I just want to continue my career as a professional. I want to keep climbing the ladder, and I want to achieve—I uh, want—I want, I want to achieve the best I can. I want to—I want to get to the top, and uh, see, see if you know God keeps raising me with the way He has been. Hopefully, I keep progressing forward. And um, it's—I mean, it's tough to say. I'm—I'm very—very I'm happy, very satisfied with where I am right now. But at the same time, it's—it's it's not enough because I want more. So. Uh, for me, it's, you know, it's a day-by-day thing. My job right now is to, to bring home a USL Cup for FC Cincinnati, and once this year's over, we'll, uh, we'll address the next year and go forward from that. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, here's my last question. This is kind of a, a goofy question, if you will, but Cincinnati is known for their uh, unique style of chili, as you probably know. Um, and are, are you, Have you gotten a chance? I'm more of a Skyline guy, but some. do you prefer Skyline chili or Gold Star chili? Uh, I knew this was coming. It comes with every interview when you're in Cincinnati. But uh, I, we had we had about four days off um, in between preseason and the regular season. So when we had that time off, I thought it was an appropriate time to go try Skyline for the first time. Because if anybody knows, it's a uh, it's a heap of cheese, and it's probably not the most nutritional meal out there, especially considering what what I do. So I haven't had Gold Star. I've had Skyline once since I've been up here. Um, so to answer your question, I'm probably a Skyline guy only because I haven't had Gold Star. But then again, being born and raised in the Carolinas, coming from Raleigh, I'm a I'm a Texas chili type of guy. So at first, you know, a little, it caught me a little off guard having having chili on top of noodles. But uh, it wasn't bad. You know, it's not it's definitely not not as strange as people think. It's, I mean, surprise me, it's actually pretty good. Um, 
but during the season, it's kind of a tough thing to have just with everything we do. you got to kind of stay health conscious. Yeah, for sure. It is not healthy at all. It's uh, like, <laughs> like Forrest said, it comes on some noodles, and it's it's got a little bit of cinnamon in it. It's a very – and it's kind of runny. It's not very thick like Texas chili, like Forrest was saying. But uh, in the skyline, they put this big heap of chili or cheese on it, and then sometimes you can even stick oyster crackers on it. That's kind of popular. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's all the time we have today on CapChat. Forrest, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us here today. You were great, and I'm sure our listeners will think the same. So thank you so much. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. It was awesome chatting. Yeah, for sure. And so that's about all the time we have today on CapChat, the official independent voice of Broughton High School Athletics. Um, today we had Forrest Lasso on, and you can check out all the other guests we've had on iTunes. We are now on iTunes. All you got to do is just open the podcast app and search either my name, Trey Walker, or CapChat, and it'll be the first thing to pop up. And if you hit subscribe, you'll be notified whenever a new CapChat is posted. So uh, thank you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>